What do you take to work with you each day? Your briefcase, your lunch, your purse, a backpack, an extra pair of shoes? <laughs> this is The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. I imagine we could get quite a list of things we take to our jobs each day, but Mary's question for us today is, do you take the kingdom of God to your job every day? That's right, Julie. Now, that sounds a little strange, and <laughs> you may not know what I mean by taking the kingdom of God to your job. But the truth is, whether you go to a job every day or work in your home, you have an incredible privilege to take the kingdom with you, and that transforms your day. You might even find yourself saying, thank God it's Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you began this topic last week, Mary, and pointed out that we could be like the seven dwarfs in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs who went to work singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go, as though they really couldn't wait to get there. So is that what you mean by taking the kingdom of God to your job every day? Well, it's not exactly like those dwarfs. (laughs) But as I pointed out last week, work and jobs have been affected by the curse of sin. Mm. And the good news for us is as Christ followers, is that we've been given the secret, the power to be set free from that curse. And that's what I want to talk about Mm. today. Well, if you were not able to hear last week's message, I urge you to look for it on our website at christianworkingwoman.org, so you'll have all that important background. So we're ready to hear your concluding thoughts, Mary. Well, as I said, the good news is that we, as believers in Jesus Christ, have been set free from the curse of sin, so our attitude toward work and toward our jobs can be redeemed from that curse. Here's how. We must work at the job God has given us and carry the kingdom of God to our jobs every day. Let's look at that first part. Work at the job God has given us. Work is assigned by God. You know, in Genesis 1 and 2, we see the first work assignment given by God to Adam. Genesis 2.15 tells us, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Work had a central place, even in paradise. It was intended as a gift and a blessing before sin and punishment entered the picture. Now keep this in mind, Adam's job was not secular. It was a sacred trust from God, and it was meant to bring purpose and fulfillment to Adam. And the same is true today. The nature of the work we do does not determine if it's sacred or not. It does not depend upon who signs our paycheck. Work is sacred when it is assigned by God. So I ask you to think about your own work situation, whether you're in the workforce or working without a paycheck. Has your work been assigned to you by God? Are you confident that you're in the job God wants you to be in. You know, God doesn't ask us what we want to do. He assigns us work. Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus, what? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So in our humanistic society, we have some convoluted ideas about our rights. It's quite common for people to assume that they have a right to pursue whatever makes them happy, whatever interests them, whatever brings fulfillment into their lives. And if they think about God at all, they see him in heaven to enhance and accelerate their progress. It may come as a surprise to hear that God is not here to make you feel fulfilled in the career or work that you choose. As a believer, you are here to do the good work 
that he's prepared for you to do. So when you go to God for your work assignment, you should not ask for the easy place or the nice place or the well-paying place. Rather, you should ask for the job that he's chosen in advance for you to do, the place where he plans to use you in his kingdom work. Now, keep in mind that God may have you in a job in order to do his work. The job itself may simply be the vehicle he has chosen to put you in the place to do the good works he's planned for you to do there. So the actual job duties may not always be the meaningful part of your work. Frequently, they are not. But instead, that job opens a door for you to be a part of a world where God wants to use you. And then the second thing to note is God is the universal business owner and manager. The authority lines are also clearly drawn in this working relationship with God. He's the boss, and as his worker, you are to be submissive to his authority. He's a benevolent dictator for sure, but it's not a democracy. Democracies, in case you haven't noticed, don't work all that well. But in a working relationship with God, you don't have to worry about your authority figure. He is the perfect manager and can be totally trusted. Everything he does is for your good. And then third, you are a co-worker with God. As originally intended by God, you are to be engaged in your work as a partner with him. Look again at that first work assignment as given to Adam. God never left him alone. God was always there with him. It was a partnership. And God intended for us to be co-workers with him. He is a hands-on manager. He never leaves you or forsakes you. This is a wonderful deal. He assigns you the work, works beside you all the way, and carries you through to completion. Now, what more could you ask for in a working relationship with your boss? Now, let's look at the second part. We are to work at the job God has given us and carry the kingdom of God to our jobs every day. You know, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why did Jesus teach us to pray that way? Well, it's because he wants us to learn this principle that we can have the kingdom of God in any area of our lives where we give God complete rule and we commit ourselves to doing his will here on this earth, just like it's done in heaven. This world is now in universal rebellion against God. We know that. It's not God's kingdom yet, though someday he will reign on this earth. But meanwhile, God's kingdom is any sphere in which at any given time his rule is acknowledged. He's in control. Therefore, when you give God rule over you, you are his kingdom. And when you are the kingdom of God, you carry that kingdom with you to work every day. And when you carry the kingdom of God to work with you every day, you sanctify that workplace and you redeem it from the curse of work. I know the people you work with don't recognize God's sovereignty. I know the company you work for probably doesn't recognize God's sovereignty and your boss doesn't recognize God's sovereignty. But if you will daily recognize the sovereignty of God over your life, over your job, over your workplace, you can still know freedom from the curse of work because your spirit will be free regardless of what's going on around you. Just try to grasp the incredible privilege you have and the marvelous influence you can be on your job 
if you really do take the kingdom with you every day. Now, the next question is, how can we bring the kingdom to work every day? Well, the only way that your workplace will be changed is when the individual hearts of people are changed. And God may have you there for that very reason, to help some of those people see their need for God through the way you work. I think that's pretty exciting. What do you think? So my challenge to you today is to make a decision. You're going to reclaim your workplace, your job for Jesus. And here's how you do that. You work for the Lord not for people. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for people. In other words, just change employers. Every day, Monday through Friday, before you get to your job, just repeat out loud something like this. Today I work for Jesus. I will be accountable to Him for my performance, my attitude, and my relationships with those I work with and for. Therefore, I will keep this thought in my mind all day long, and regardless of what's going on around me, I will take the kingdom of God to my job today as I let God have complete rule in my life on my job this day. Put Colossians 3.23 on your screensaver. Type it on a card and stick it on your desk where you can see it all day. Learn to practice this simple directive, and you will make your job a place where you are doing God's work. Secondly, do your work well. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Perform the duties of your job with excellence and thoroughness, dependability as accurate as possible, and go the extra mile. Remember, you're working for the Lord, not for people, and He will reward your good work effort. Besides, He deserves the best. And then third, overflow with thankfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Colossians 2 reminds us, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. You know, if you and I overflowed with thankfulness, we would bring the kingdom of God to our jobs in amazing ways. It would end our negativity. We wouldn't be jealous of others. We would be joyful, attractive people, and we would have more energy and less stress. We wouldn't compare ourselves or our lives to other people. And number four, then, is become an ambassador for Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20 tells us we are therefore Christ ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You know, an ambassador, according to the dictionary, is a person sent by one sovereign to another as its resident representative. So if you go to your job each day as an ambassador for the sovereign God, the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be the resident representative on your job for God. And through you, God can make his appeal to those in your marketplace to be reconciled to God. Now, how does that happen? Not through sermons preached but through a life that's lived, not through condemnation or judgment or of the corruption around you, but through compassion and love and caring 
and a life of integrity. Now, you may not be aware of how God is using you to make his appeal through you. Often when we're living out our role as ambassadors, we're just not aware of how God's using us. But you don't have to worry about how you are received as an ambassador. You just go to that job each day focused on your role as Christ's ambassador. And believe me, God will make his appeal through you in many different ways. Well, by practicing these four simple Bible principles, and I remember that I said simple but not necessarily easy, you will redeem your workplace for Jesus. So let me repeat those. First, work for God, not for people. Second, do your work well. You may not be the smartest or the most educated or experienced, but you can be the hardest worker. And then third, overflow with thankfulness And fourth, be an ambassador for Christ. Whether the people around you ever change, you will still have the joy and privilege of working with God as his co-worker. You will enjoy the original purpose of work as God intended it because you have been set free from the curse of work through Jesus. And then you truly can learn to honestly say each Monday, thank God it's Monday and I have an opportunity to be God's ambassador on the job. Mary, those are really practical ways to take the kingdom of God to work each day. You may want to review what Mary has said or share it with others. Just to remind you, the message is available on our website at christianworkingwoman.org and you'll find the first part in this series there as well. Well, do you want to be an influencer for the sake of the gospel in your workplace? Then Equipped Influencers is for you. This is a mentoring program for women. If you're interested or know someone who might be interested, please contact us for more information, either online at our website or give us a call at 630-462-0552. Well, I'm Julie Bustide, thanking you for listening today and inviting you to join us again next week at this time for The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman. Mm -hmm.